The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. <clears throat> This is Vileen Shah, your facilitator for I Love Braille, welcoming you all on March, uh, today is what, 6th, no, okay, March 2, I'm sorry, yeah, March 2nd, 2023. Uh, this event is sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind in California and supported by American Council of the Blind. Today's host is none but our own, Abraham Vastar, And we have from ACB, Herbie Allen. Did I say it correct, Herbie? Yeah. So uh, he, he's a streamer. He takes care of uh, ACB's side. Uh, friends, let me check. Uh, it seems, uh, can you hear me, Abraham? Yes, we can. Okay, then everybody can. Okay. <laughs> All right, perfect. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so proud to share with you that our guest speaker today is Jerry Barrier. And every time when I type my email, my computer says I'm not spelling his last name correct because his last name is spelled with B-E-R-R-I-E-R. -E and computer thinks that I'm not good in spelling. But anyway, that's Jerry Barrier an expert in assistive technology and he worked in uh, different organizations including his last nine years before retirement with Perkins School for the Blind and that is so commendable. Jerry retired only last year, oh no, I may say now year before last 2021 and uh, he still keeps in touch with assistive technology people including some group of blind and visually impaired people uh, who are using technology. What is that called? Vibug or Vibug? Something like that, Jerry. Vibug. Vibug. Okay. That's Vibug. That's interesting. So he has retired from, really from his job, but he hasn't retired from assistive technology. So we are so blessed to have Jerry Barrier. And I would not take too long to speak about uh, all that we want to know, but uh, Jerry himself will tell you more about himself. So over to Jerry Barrier, our guest speaker today. Thank you so much, Jerry. Welcome. Thank you, Valene. It's great to be here and uh, good to hear a lot of voices online here today. Um, so just a little bit about myself. I am totally blind from... Good old retinopathy of prematurity <laughs> that so oh, many wow. of us are familiar with. <laughs> and I was born in 1952, so I'm 70 years old and uh, still involved in lots of things, a lot of which require my use of Braille. But I'm going to talk today uh, a little bit about um, advanced technology and how Braille interacts with it. Um, and I just kind of made a list uh, in no particular order. And I thought I would just mention these things and maybe at the time when I'm finished, I'm hoping we can have some time for some interaction. So um, I was sitting there the other day listening to a YouTube video that was being done by a person who's blind. The video was there, the video series is called unsightly opinions <laughs> kind of a nice name um, and i was listening to this woman uh i don't recall what her name was but and i don't i don't know what she's affiliated with or anything but she was talking very fast and very precisely and concisely and was obviously following something and i thought to myself i'll bet she's using braille I don't know how she could be doing what she's doing if she wasn't using Braille, but I, I could be wrong. But it made me think that creating a YouTube video is a great example of something that 
any of us might want to do at some point and where Braille would vastly enhance our ability to do it in a professional manner. So I listened to that and I thought, wow, what a, what a great example. Um, I've been using Braille since I was in second grade, first grade actually. And if I remember correctly, kids in my class were pretty much all experts in, in grade two Braille by the time we were in fourth grade. Uh, they started us out in first grade with Perkins Braille writers, Perkins Braillers as they're called now. And in third grade, we graduated to using a slate and stylus, which I was delighted with. And I used mine a lot, <clears throat> even as an adult I did. Uh, my first long-term employment as an adult was with uh, the telephone company, which is now called Verizon. But I started with Bell of Pennsylvania. I lived in Pittsburgh. And I used a slate to take all my notes. Um, I used it even to sit in on uh, uh, telephone operators and observe them and take notes regarding what kinds of requests people were making. And, you know, I got really good at it. I used it so much that I believe I damaged my hand eventually and lost some of my dexterity. I was fast. I mean, I could take, I could write down directions while somebody was giving them to me over the phone. And I used lots of shortcuts such as taking out most of the vowels uh, so that I could have a few, a few less, a few, a bit fewer number of spaces um, to type into. And I could always figure it out long. I could do it well enough that then I, later on I could sit down with a, a brailler and rewrite it in, uh, in more precise fashion. So I've been using all, braille all my life. I used to have a whole big stack of binders that I kept things in, song lyrics for my uh, church that I belong to, uh, information on birds. Some of you may know that my passion in life is birding by ear. And I had all kinds of information about birds. Um, I remember, in fact, <clears throat> back in the <clears throat> 90s, um, I was a volunteer docent at one of the Massachusetts Audubon Society locations. It was the one in Worcester, Massachusetts, which I had to learn to pronounce when I moved here. I had no idea how you pronounce W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R. And I thought it was either Worcester or Worcester, but people um, people confirmed that it's actually pronounced Worcester. In fact, some of them pronounce it almost like Worcester. <laughs> but <laughs> I uh, I call it Worcester. Anyway, as a volunteer docent, <clears throat> I would sit on the deck at this Mass Audubon sanctuary and enjoy the sunshine. I love the sunshine, and I like it shining right on me. It's a wonder I'm still alive, but I uh, I really like the sun. But um, I would sit there and listen to birds, and I would always hope that somebody would come by and say, hey, what is that bird? They rarely ever did. They mostly just ignored me. But one of the things one of my coworkers there did was we she gave me a uh, like a little ring binder set of bird pictures and I put braille labels on them. So if somebody said, Hey, what does the Cardinal look like? I could grab my little, uh, it was actually just like a little, there were these square photographs with a hole in one corner and I had a ring that went through them all. And I would just grab it and find the Cardinal and show it to them. I knew which way to hold it because the braille was in the correct position and it was great. That was a great example of sort of low-tech using Braille. More recently, something that I've used Braille with was playing Scattergories. And I don't know if any of you have ever played that, but I used a uh, HIMSS YouTube Mini Braille device. And my wife, um, she gave me a Word document with all the lists of words. I won't go into a lot of detail, but the way Scattergories works is you there are like I think there are 12 different lists of words and uh, for each list you are asked to answer a bunch of questions like name something that uh, starts with this letter uh, maybe somebody would pick the letter L for that particular turn you would have to name something in this room that starts with an L or name something that you would see in the backyard or something that you dislike or something like that and you were timed, so you had to do it fairly fast. 
And I uh, learned to do it with my Braille device. What I would do is I, I had the 12 lists. I would open the, the appropriate one up before the timer started. And I would read through the list and write my answers right on the list. And then when that turn was finished, after I was scored, I would, I would replace that with the original without saving anything. That way I didn't save all those extra words that I had put in there. And that turned out to be a very efficient way to play that game. I was as fast as anybody else was at it. Maybe not as good, but I was as fast. And I really enjoyed that. That's a, that's a simple example of where I used modern Braille technology to do a low-tech thing. So maybe not exactly what I'm here to talk about, but it's just one more example of where my Braille skills served me well. I'm not sure how I really could have done that game without using Braille. Um, <clears throat> another thing I thought of is that I chair a lot of Zoom meetings. I'm involved in different organizations, and I often have to run the meeting. Um, I will have an agenda that I follow. And yes, I could probably do it by listening in one ear while reciting back what I'm hearing in the other ear for the agenda. Or, for example, if a meeting has a preamble that you have to use at the beginning of it, um, there are people who have become adept at actually doing it by listening and regurgitating as they're listening what they're what they're hearing. But I find that it's a, a lot easier and a lot smoother for me to do it in Braille. Uh, so that's one more example of a very modern technology, which is enhanced for me by the use of Braille. Um, we all know about Braille on appliances. Uh, I don't think I can tell you anything new there. Uh, except that it's becoming harder and harder to to label uh, modern appliances because more often than not nowadays they are menu driven uh, they have menu driven options they are capacitive means which means that as soon as your finger touches a button it activates it and you sometimes don't know which one you actually activated but there still are some appliances that have a dial that you can have a pointer on so you can have Braille around the, the the perimeter of this dial and turn it to the proper place. I know our washer is an example. I can set it on normal and different modes, and we have a dryer that has a uh, <clears throat> warm, uh, uh, cold, warm, and hot dry, and I have Braille on those. So that's, that's another simple example. Um, I've also, also had Braille on... <clears throat> an air fryer uh gosh i can't think of some of the other things that i have it on um but for some of the more complicated things i've made braille cheat sheets for myself as i call them that sort of has a derogatory tone but it's not really cheating it's simply having a guide uh, i'm a ham radio operator and i have a radio that i've never counted the buttons but it has at least 30 on them and if I go a month without using it, I can't remember which button is which. So I go back to my Braille lists and I can read that and remember where each button is located. Uh, I have created lots of sheets like that over the years, some of them very complicated. I remember having a uh, digital voice recorder called an Ederol at one time, which while it wasn't all that accessible, if you knew how many times to press each button and really paid attention, you could set a lot of the parameters on it. And I had all of it written down in Braille, and I didn't need to remember anything. I just needed to follow my list, and it worked out really well. Uh, Bread Maker is another example that I uh, used a lot of Braille recipes for more than anything. Uh, I don't have one of those anymore, but I wish I did. Uh, rice cooker, same thing. You know, I, I don't have a good memory for recipes, so I had Braille that told me uh, one cup of water for two cups of rice and, you know, a pinch of salt or whatever it required, and I would go to the, back to that when I needed to uh, operate that appliance. Um, <clears throat> way back in the olden days when they had first reel-to-reel -reel tapes and then cassettes, I always used Braille to label the boxes for the reel-to-reel -reel tapes. Some of you probably don't even remember those, but uh, they were they were prevalent when I was in college in the 70s. So I used uh, Braille labels for that. Nowadays, 
there are uh, electronic devices that can create braille labels that are fantastic they you have to almost be a millionaire to get one they cost around 700 dollars. but uh if a person can get a hold of one they're great you can you've got a braille keypad on it and you just turn it on and start typing away you can use contractions or or variations from normal braille or whatever you want to do uh, to get across what you want on the label and then just peel off the back and stick the label on whatever you're putting it on um same with boxes i have i save um the the boxes that appliances audio things and all that that i come in buy um that I've bought come in so that I have them if I ever need to send them back. And I never can remember which box is which, but I know that if I reach on the front, right on the top of the box, the way it's sitting in the closet, I'm likely to find a Braille label on there that tells me what it was. Um, let me just pause for a second and clear my throat. A few more things. Um, I don't know how many of you have ever gone to a place and had the good experience of finding a vending machine that has Braille on it, but that's a beautiful thing when it happens, uh, as long as nobody changes the, the order of things in it. And I understand now that there, uh, there are these, these really magnified vending machines uh, in, at uh, roads, roadside uh, rests and uh, plazas on the turnpikes and highways and things like that that have not only food items in them but lots of other stuff you know you could buy some beef jerky but you could also buy an umbrella out of the same machine and i've experienced them a couple of times and i understand they're becoming more and more available these days so um it's my hope that somebody will take it on themselves to make sure that some of those things can actually be uh, equipped with Braille labels. And I don't know whether whether they have menu-driven labels, so that may or may not work, but it's at least a, a good thing to dream of. Uh, another thing is kiosks. Uh, many of us have used kiosks uh, with help from other people. Some kiosks today are totally inaccessible, but some of them are not, and Braille could be used there and, and could really... Uh, uh, enable us to do things we might not be able to do otherwise. I don't know how many of you have Braille on your credit card. I don't actually have it on my credit card itself, but I have a little business card in the back of my wallet that has my credit card number on it. And I also have a secret place, which I won't divulge to you because it's right here on the underside of my desk, but <laughs> I have a place where I have a Dymo tape label with my most often used credit card number and expiration date and three-digit code on it. So if you ever come into my house and I'm not here, you can find it all right under my desk. But I, I trust you all, so I'm willing to speak very clearly about this. But I, I, would, I just find it much easier than having to memorize a 16-digit number and then all the other parameters that go with it. Um, how would you like to sing karaoke without using Braille to remember the lyrics? I don't know about you, but I am not good at remembering lyrics, lyrics unless I sing a song many, many times. But with a Braille sheet in front of me, no problem at all. I can read the lyrics and sing and, and enjoy myself. I don't sing a lot of karaoke, but I do sometimes sing into my own computer for my own amusement and then try to harmonize with myself and and so on. So I use Braille uh, notes for that. I receive my bank statements in Braille. That's a modern thing. Um, and I usually at least peruse them a little bit to make sure that there's nothing, make sure there's still a little bit of money left in my account. But I know that Valine is going to be probably paying me extra today because this is being streamed. So I'm happy about that. So I'll have enough money to keep me going for a long time from this. <laughs> okay. I think you'll probably pay me exactly the same amount you paid me the last time, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll write a check and in the memo, write payable when able. <laughs> Very good. You can owe me. <laughs> so let's see. The, one, the last thing that I thought of, which is maybe not modern, but it's something that we could all do with Braille, and that is – keep a log or a diary of our life's activities. 
I always think I'm going to do that, and then I don't do so well at it. But I do keep a, a log of major things, like when I make a major pers- purchase or when I've paid something off or if I need to retain a um, any piece of information about my house, things like that. Oh, another thing that I have in Braille my house has circuit breakers in it. In fact, the breaker box happens to be in the same room where I am here. I have a sort of like a spreadsheet that shows me the columns. There are two columns of of switches on it. I can go right down the columns and find which one I need to turn off if I want to turn off the power to the dining room or my office down here or whatever. So that's that's a great example of a wonderful use of Braille uh, because if there's a problem and something goes wrong with the power, I may not be able to go into my computer and open up a spreadsheet on Excel and, and find the list. I need to have a way to get at it easily. So that's another example of something that I've used Braille for. I don't know how much time I've taken us up according to my Braille display on my computer. It's 1221. So I think there I've no, run out of things to say. So there is, there is no hard and fast rule. So you okay. may continue. You know, it's approximately well, twenty minutes, twenty five minutes is fine. Go ahead. I, I actually have covered all the things that are on the Braille sheet I've been following. I want you all to know that. And uh, so I don't know if we can uh, can we open it up for some discussion, yeah. Valine? We'll open it for discussion, and that's when you will be able to tell more about the way you use Braille or well, the way people can use Braille. Very okay. Good. So thank you so much, Jerry, but uh, you're you still there to answer people's questions. I am and here. before I request the audience to raise their hand, of course, you can all, you can raise the hands, but I may say that from this great presentation, Jerry has enlightened us that Braille has a value and that there are multiple uses of Braille. And above all, there are times when your dear computer or smartphone is not smart anymore, and Braille is smarter than the smartphone. Okay, so feel free to ask your questions. Please raise your hands, and Abraham will announce the name. Um, we have Beth with a raised hand. Hi. Um, yeah. Hi, good, good speech. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a nice um, speech. I, I was wondering, like, like, like your clothes, like to like with colors. Do you do you write them in Braille? Like this goes with this, and like your clothes. I don't. And now that I'm retired, I wear je- I wear <laughs> jeans all the time, one hundred percent of the time. You you want to take things easy now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, even when I I do a little bit of uh, I still do some work on the side, but I do not get I don't wear white shirts and ties and anything like that. But there was a time uh, years ago when I wore a suit every day to go to work, and I had these little braille uh, tags that would have oh. two letters on them, like GN for green, GY for gray, and so on. And my wife had put them on all my clothes, my ties and shirts and pants so that I could figure out what I was wearing. But I still, I never really knew what went together well. So I always ask her, just buy me stuff that goes with everything. You know, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't like to worry about that. And, and so do helps, I, yeah. Jerry. My <laughs> wife is colors. I don't care as long as she's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's hard if um, okay. <laughs> and maybe this is just a woman thing, but you know, I have all different colors, and I have. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah, um, yeah. But I have definitely. Yeah, I do yeah. try to make sure that I have the same color shoes on, so that I don't have one from one pair and another. From another. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I did that with earrings before. I, I, some one time forgot to put. One on, and I only had one on, or I had two different ones on. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of medicines. That's another thing that I use. Braille oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that I'm old, I have to take some medicines and I have Braille and all the, all the bottles, and uh, no problem keeping track of which I'm taking. Yeah. Correct. <clears throat> you put Braille labels on them? Yes. At this. So do I. Yeah. 
There are other um, ways to do it, but they're they're like oh, talk right. and things like that. But I just I put nothing it like brain. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And next CDs. Yeah, mm. CDs. I put yeah. braille on the box. The, oh, yeah. 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 Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks. Can we go to the next bit? Okay. Next okay. up, we have money. Money. Hi. Where are you? Hi. Oh, you After Jerry. so long. Oh, you William. Yeah, I know. I'm I fine. Know. Hola, money. You know, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> money was so angry with me, so he didn't join. No, no, oh, I'm my kidding. goodness. <laughs> I can't imagine that. He has other priority. Yeah, you, you can't imagine. That's right. <laughs> so, so but I know now how to bring money in. All right, money. Go ahead. So, Jerry, you mentioned all the low-tech uses of Braille. But you forgot to mention one high-tech use of Braille. Mm -hmm. How you use Braille to recite your marriage vows. <laughs> I was there at your wedding. <laughs> I Could did as a well. about that? There, there cannot be anything higher than this high-tech. <laughs> that was so long ago, Monty. That was four years ago. I'd forgotten about it. <laughs> but you said, I was totally blown away how you did it. You, you you put the, the whole thing in braille and you put it across your hand um, on one hand and then you read with the other hand. Yes. Everybody thought, oh my God, this guy knows his marriage vows by heart. No, braille. Well, that tells that this marriage is going to be successful because how are so good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, good with technology. He's my technology go-to guy. I talk to him every Your day. Your internet connection is unstable. questions I have. I mean, wow. it's amazing, amazing. Yeah. I'm so yes, glad I, I found him. Yeah. Monty is my Thank spiritual you. guide, and I'm Monty's tech guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. And because Monty has a other priority of his meditation, which clashes with our I Love Braille time, yeah. so he has to miss I Love Braille because meditation is something he cannot miss. That's you what know, something, else, something else I use Braille for, yes. which I really enjoy, but it does require that you have pretty good Braille skills. And that is, I play Scrabble. And uh, oh, yeah. I actually beat my wife last Sunday by a few points. Uh, oh, I, I win maybe one out of every 10 games because it, there is a disadvantage when you can't see the board because you can't kind of be planning ahead while yeah, yeah, the other yeah. person's taking their turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, it is doable, and I love playing Scrabble. And I've played cards yeah. over the years, yeah. too. Yeah. So, yeah. I think so is the chess, even though you can still beat if you are smart enough. But, you know, yeah. you have to feel the positions, uh, and the sighted people can see all positions at a time. Yes. And we have to move around hand and feel. Yeah. So anyway, those who know chess would understand what I'm talking. Yeah. That's why when I do win, I'm really elated because I think, you know, I know that I'm at a disadvantage and I still won. <laughs> Correct. That's a good approach. Yeah. Positivism. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. Right. Thank, Thank you, money. Yep. Don't well, forget okay. us. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we, we have, have seven raised hands, and Rick is up next. Okay, Rick. Hello. Hello. Okay, there time. we go. Yes. There we go. Yes. Okay. We can't have uh, I Love Red without Rick. <laughs> my oh, bless you. Uh, uh, sorry to miss last week, but my brother and sister seem to like Thursdays when they decide to visit, and this. Uh, <laughs> That was one. Anyway, uh, yeah, I especially like those brailleable sessions. They're fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, my better half and I are both 1952 vintage also. Mm -hmm. Whatever that's not worth. And so uh, my first, I think I've already answered my first question was how you knew in the first place which um, breaker went, you know, which breaker went with what and so forth so that you could braille it down as a reference and, and ditto for the, the cards, uh, the, the, the birds on your cards, but, and the K that's a, that's great. But how do you know which birds on which card 
so that you could braille it down. Uh, did your wife tell you these things? The circuit breaker she read to me because uh, the electrician had wired this house some years ago. We've only been here for a few years, but when the house was rewired, uh, they made a a good list of all the breakers and what rooms they were for right on the, nice. uh, the door of the box. So she just read them off to me and I wrote them down. Right. Okay. Yeah. I wondered what magic you used to, to get that information in the first place. All right. Well, the other Let's way would that. be to turn one off and then run around through the house and find out which room isn't working anymore, I guess. But I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, well, assuming that they're all connected with rooms, uh, we yeah. have at least one that ties to various things in a couple of different rooms and not everything in any of either one of those rooms that is correct (laughs) yeah so anyway yeah it's fun and we also have these three-way switches for our lights that uh are really convenient if you can see but it destroys the up down down uh, up on down off um algorithm that used to work so well well, if those things are wired correctly, if you turn one down and the other one up, then it's on. Um, if they're both in the same position, whether it's up or down, then the lights are off. But I don't, I don't think you can rely on that. But you still, uh, to look at a switch and see that it's up or down, that doesn't tell you whether no. the light is on or off. That's correct. That's when I get no. my smartphone out and use a light detector. Right. For people like me, it makes no sense because I don't even see light. Yeah. So I wouldn't know. It right. Well, lights. but then sighted people visit and they want lights. <laughs> uh, for some strange reason. There is an ad that they run now that just makes me gag. It says, oh, no, you hate to come home to a dark house. I want to <laughs> smash the TV. <laughs> but, it doesn't matter for us. And it's even said in such a hokey way that you just want to gag. But anyway, that's not very relevant. Uh, you said you were a birder, and there is a bird we hear. This isn't Braille, sorry. But there, there was a bird I've heard since I was a kid, and I've just wondered what the heck it was. It kind of sounded like it was saying, quit gear, quit, 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 quit gear. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what that is? I do. That would be uh, a, a cardinal. They That's ah. one of the things they is say. It? Most birds have a lot of different sounds, but I, I always categorize that one as watch cheer, cheer, watch cheer. But uh, that would be my guess. It, it's a cardinal. Is that right, Rick? Yeah, that's it. That's okay. exactly that's what a cardinal sounds like. Very Interesting. Good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. other question. Have you yeah. found a reliable source of Dymo tape that sticks? Because I've found that in the last few years, Dymo tape doesn't stick worth a diddly well, I've found some that the back sticks really well on it. When you, if you happen to break a piece off and are trying to take the back off, it's almost impossible. But uh, no, I, I, you know, I think it varies. You know, there are sometimes the uh, manufacturing uh, process may vary, or they have different ingredients that are not right. But no, that's that's a, an ongoing problem. Okay, you've had that too. Yes. Would you like to tell where you buy from? About the only, uh, let's see, where did we get our dial tape from? Is it APH? APH? Blind Mice. Okay. Blind Mice Mega Mall. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't okay. remember where I bought it the last time. Oh, okay. That's fine. No problem. Oh, what we've kind of gotten around that from, but it's sloppy, is uh, just don't bother to tear the back off and then attach the ends with scotch tape. But that's, that's oh not all that terribly <laughs> reliable either. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, for one thing, it covers over some of the Braille, and for another thing, the Scotch tape can give way, too. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. okay. Any more questions, Rick? I think I'll cover it. Okay, thank, thank you, you so Rick. much. We have okay. like seven more hands up, but we do have time, so we, we are not running out of time. That's good. Okay, who's next? <laughs> up, up next, we have Sue Brussel. Sue Brussel. Okay. Hello, Sue. Uh, hi. Hey. Hi. I've got a question. Uh, well, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I've got a comment first. The mm-hmm. comment is that you're living in what you're calling Worcester. Okay. But you got to remember that in Massachusetts, the ER endings sound like A. So you're living in Worcester. Yes, correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say. Uh, that's, uh, that's, actually, my yeah. wife my wife was born and raised right near Boston, so I hear that accent all the time. And she's 
She's got a good, strong Boston accent. But Boston. we live in Malden now, so that, I can pronounce that one correctly. <laughs> well, good for you. No, okay. I, I grew up in the area, so I'm familiar with Oh, you with did? That. Oh, wow. I did, yeah. Okay, you did. Okay. Um, the question that I have, though, is I want to start making YouTube videos, I guess is what they'd be called, of uh, fermentation. I'm into fermentation, and somebody has suggested that I do that kind of thing with a video for the blind because, you know, I would give the extra hints. If you were just a, a sighted audience, I would basically tell you what I'm doing. But when you're dealing with blind, you also want to make sure that you add things like be careful with sharp knives um, just because when you're cutting into a cabbage, it's a whole lot different than just cutting a strawberry. Um, you know, so there are things that I'm going to want to say. Anyway, what's the best way to do that? You mean to create a YouTube video? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about that. I've never created one myself, but there are blind people doing it. This uh, this woman that I said uh, calls her, what does she call it, unsightly, what did I say? Let me grab my Braille sheet out of the wastebasket here. <laughs> because I, I, think I guess, would, uh, so you have to create um, your unsightly YouTube channel. Opinion. Yes, unsightly opinions. It would be worth checking uh that out because that's exactly what she does she teaches people how to do youtube videos she teaches them how to do the lighting and mm -hmm. you know it requires some sighted help for the for the setup process but that she sounds like she would be a good resource Perfect. wonderful thank you so much you're welcome okay thank you so you're welcome uh, we have a linda pie up next linda pie oh, no linda Pescos. Yeah, that's the same. She likes yeah. to be called Linda Pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Linda. Yep. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Terry. I really enjoyed everything that you had to say about how you use Braille and all that good stuff. I have always wanted to learn bird calls, and I find that the resources that I know about generally give you the alarm calls and not the calls that are like, gee, it's a beautiful day. I'm so happy to be out here. Yeah. So wow. how did you learn? What resources can you point me to? I do know about Cornell, uh, the, their app, mm -hmm. but and I've used them every once in a while because I wanted to find out what a Swain, Swainson's thrush was because I love the thrushes. But what would you suggest for resources? Well, a long time ago, I used something called the Stokes Field Guide, uh, which had it was a book which i didn't read but it had cassettes that went along with it or sorry they were cds and on there uh the bird the bird calls had all been recorded by lang elliott who's a very well-known nature recordist and he he included most of the sounds that a bird would make for each one so it wasn't just the alarm call so that's I'll, and i know you know i don't want to take too much time on this because valine may uh Reprint. No, no, yeah, good, yeah, good. We have time. <laughs> okay. Carry on. Um, there is a, if you use an iPhone, there is an app uh, available today called LarkWire, uh, L-A-R-K-W-I-R-E. And LarkWire, um, you can tell it what part of the country you're interested in and what, what type of birds, water birds or woodland birds and so on. And it will test you by, it'll play a bird. And if you know what it is, you hit the okay button and it names it. And if you were wrong, you're on your honor to go back and hit the wrong button. And then it'll go on to the next one and it'll keep showing ones to you that you've gotten wrong off occasionally so that you, you get more practice with them. That has been really great for me because every year I forget some of the warblers and you know, I'm, I've never been that great at remembering them, so it does take a lot of practice. But LarkWire is good. Um, that's probably the really the most exciting app on the iPhone that I've ever used for birding. But I also use the uh, the Cornell website, uh, allaboutbirds.com, I think it's called. Yeah. And there are a lot of resources out there today. Um, 
the thing that I've had the most difficulty doing is getting out with other birders who can say, oh, yeah, that really is what you think it is. Um, and I, I do that when I can, but it's not always easy to find people who are willing to go birding with me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so very much. Archmire sounds fabulous. And of course, once you know a bird, you can always write it down. Yes. Yeah. In brain. Larkwire, right? Larkwire. Yes. L A R K W I R E. Yes. And um, I often would write down little um, what I call mnemonics to help me remember birds. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. uh, Eastern towhee says, drink your tea. (laughs) There are lots of other ones like that, and you can make up your own. It's a a great way to learn to memorize them. I have a bird I call the bubble bird because it sounds like it's it's making little bubbly noises, and I'm dying to figure out out what that one is. So Larkwire is going to help. Thank you. Well, so it good. could be a brown-headed okay. cow. Thank you, Linda. Uh, yeah. We move to next. <laughs> next up, we have Dawn. Dawn. Bilpush. Dawn Bilpush. Yes. Where are you, Dawn? Hey. There um, we go. I'm here. I'm here. Yes, can you yes, hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can yes. hear you. Okay, so I've got a couple of comments, um, and I have a couple of questions. So first of all, mm-hmm. the comments. I have another, um, I have a couple more resources that Linda Pye might want to take a look at and anyone else who's a birder because I -hmm. like listening to bird calls as well. And I like that kind of stuff. We have various species of birds that we feed out at my house. Um, The two resources that I have are, they're apps and they're free. They're called Merlin Bird ID. So Merlin is in like the wizard, M-E-R-L-I-N, bird ID. And then there is the Audubon bird guide, uh, A-U-D-U-B-O-N. So um, those are all, they're available on the iOS app store. I'm not sure about Android um, and they are free. Um, So the other Mm -hmm. comment that I have is for Rick. Um, You want to know where you can get good Dymo tape. Well, Office Depot, Office Max, Staples, any, basically if there's an office supply store around you, that is where we have gotten some excellent quality Dymo labeling tape for the braille labelers that we use. Mm -hmm. So you might want to check those out. Um, The questions that I have for you are one, how can you see braille displays playing a role in technology now and in the future and can you and and can you kind of see that happening and b you were talking about appliances and sadly that is a very real concern because i hope we never have to upgrade our microwave but if we do and we do get those types of appliances that like say a microwave you know they have one two three and they're I guess what you call the action driven ones, the second you touch your finger on it, it activates it. It doesn't, it doesn't give you a lot of time to kind of feel what you're doing. What do you suggest for labeling those for people who either are, you know, are, are working with those appliances, are working with those appliances or are going to be like me and potentially have to upgrade to something in the future that's going to be like that. Well, I'll tell you, we have a wall oven here at our house, which we bought when we moved in and I cannot use it. I just plain and simply cannot use it. I've tried everything. We put Braille and different, there are different kinds of labels you can buy that are symbols for bake and broil and so on. But I just have found even with practice, I can't operate it reliably uh, at all. Even to just bake something, I can't do it. And uh, it's it's unfortunate, but, you know, the lesson to me was find a place where you can actually go and have hands-on experience with a with an appliance before buying it. But we were in a hurry, and we were told, oh, yeah, you won't have any problem with this. And, of course, you know, they, they meant well, but um, it – Famous I, last words. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know what to tell you on that, really. It's, it's very difficult. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, yeah, that's a very yeah because I I I know we're gonna have to upgrade our microwave, but unfortunately, like in our area, we have um, when our power goes out and it comes back on. Um, one of the things that usually gets fried, one of the first things that's you know the first thing to get fried is our microwave, and I you know unfortunately we we kind of had that happen, and you know hopefully. We have one that we have one that we've had for probably about 15 years now that's that's worked. But the thing is, sooner or later, I hope it's later rather than sooner. But, you know, it's it's something's going to happen. We're going to need to, you know, maybe get a new microwave, maybe get this or that. And I got to tell you, I'm dreading the heck out of I'm dreading the heck out of that day <laughs> when we have to upgrade <laughs> I, I feel your pain. I really do because I've experienced it more than once and it's not easy. No, it's not easy. But, you know, the microwave that I have, I have that uh, 30 seconds uh, marker. So if I want to do something for two minutes, I press 30 seconds four times. That's exactly and what I do too. There's a start button. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah the microwave I do okay. With. 30 seconds four times and start, it yep. starts. Six okay. times in three minutes. So you just have okay. to deal with only one thing. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and what do you what do you say? What do you and and what about back to my questions on braille displays? Where do you see braille displays fitting? Oh. Where do you see braille displays kind of fitting in and now and in the future? Where where do you kind of see those fitting into that to well, that technology? I know, I know from my own experience that even when I have good access to audio output, like I do with my computer. There's nothing like having that uh, additional Braille there in front of me. I can check the time. I can, you know, I can be reading something. I have a an old, uh, a very old Braille display that the dots are not real firm anymore. But because I've been a lifelong Braille reader, I can read, I can read Braille through a, a sandwich bag even, <laughs> and I'm sure <laughs> a lot of you can too. Um, but I, I don't think the the need for Braille is diminishing at all. Um, yes, we can do some things without Braille, but we can do them better with Braille. I I That's agree. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you there. I yeah. I'm the same way. I heck, I'm using a Braille display right now to be in this meeting and mute and unmute myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great and. You know, Braille, the use of Braille is not diminishing, and therefore, I love Braille. <laughs> okay, next. Um, we have four more raised hands, yeah, and Alice Massa is up next. Alice and then Jody, right? Uh, sorry, I think Jody was first. That's yeah. okay. They don't mind. They are, they are nice people. So let, let Alice go. All right. Hello, hey, everyone, yes. and thank you so much. I enjoyed your presentation, and like other people on this call, I, too, am interested in birding. And uh, am I correct? Do you have a program on Sundays about birding? I don't, um, but there is a radio program that yes. originates here in Massachusetts called Talkin' Birds, T-A-L-K-I-N, Birds. It's a half-hour program. Uh, it's also a podcast that you can find with any podcatcher. And it's done by a uh, guy named Ray Brown, who okay. is actually a classical music, um, new, not newscaster, but a program uh, person here in the Boston area and is a really good voice. But he has lots of fun things on there. There's always some humor, and they always interview at least one person about a serious topic that's related to birding and they have a mystery bird every Sunday, uh, every Sunday morning that if you, if you're the caller who gets the answer right, you uh, win a bird feeder or something like that. So it's a really, really good program. And do you, mm -hmm. can you give us the call letters for that station, please? I think it's uh, W-A-T-D, that's Whiskey Alpha Tango Delta, W-A-T-D. Okay in Marshfield, Massachusetts. Oh, thank you so much. Yep. Uh, I think you can play it on your iPhone, right? Yes. Yeah, you can. Yeah, even yeah, because Alice lives in Milwaukee. Is uh, it Milwaukee? Yeah. But I can get the station through my Echo Dot. Yes. Yeah. 
Correct. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I'm, you. I'm quite sure you'll be able to get it. And I have to, I have to make a statement here. I learned something a minute or two ago. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't remember the name of the uh, the lady who said about using her braille display to mute and unmute. And I thought, wow, I've never even thought of that. Yeah. So I Just went done. to that field and. Um, yeah. I pressed the routing button behind the M and it mm. muted me and I pressed it again and it unmuted me. Unmuted. So, okay. Happy guy. That was, yeah, that was early morning. It's dawn. Yeah. Who was telling <laughs> <Right>. you. <laughs> Very good. Thank okay, Jordy. Thank you for your patience, Jordy. Yes. Hello, Jerry. Thank you so very much. Uh, I, uh, I'm in New Hampshire uh, with Linda and so we're neighbors. Um, I uh, wonder if there is a, a guy that's also a New Englander that has a YouTube channel called Learn the Bird, and he can mimic just about anything there is, and he has some very good educational um, videos on each bird. And there's also another app called Chirp that's that's very good. Um, I, I was also born in 53, have ROP, didn't learn Braille, though, until I was 65. So I think I probably appreciate it more because I'm a, a late learner, um, you know, so, and I also have ROP. But the one thing I was curious about was um, when you were first job hunting, what was your experience? Did you have difficulties or do you, what, what could you tell us about that? I'd just be curious. Yeah, I did have difficulties. I'm also a ham, by the way. Oh, very good. <laughs> It took me a year to um, find my first job. I just couldn't find anything, and it was very discouraging. Yeah. I think by the end of that year, I really had become a shell of myself. I just uh, had lost I had lost perspective. Uh, I just thought, well, this is the way it's going to be. I'll just languish and spend the rest of my life this way. And But once I got started, I, I managed to – to do pretty well. I, I Once I started working, I was working pretty much for 50 years without stopping. In fact, I just, I retired at age 69 and I've had a few different careers actually, uh, but it was very difficult at first and people didn't believe that I could do things. And eventually I started to think I couldn't do them either. You know, in, in school I was taught, oh, you can do anything and you're great and you'll, <laughs> you'll be able to do all these things. But you know, um, not everybody agreed with that. Um, so it is it is not easy. And sometimes I believe I was in the right place at the right time a couple of times, which kind of made things go well for me. You think it's gotten easier now? I actually have to say, I think in some respects, it's become more difficult because jobs have become more sophisticated and more yeah. complex. Yes. And you have to be able to do a number of different things, whereas, you know, you, you're you not a piano tuner or a chair caner or a, or a, <laughs> a, a, um, a court reporter or something like that who does medical transcriptionist. Yeah. Yeah. It, it All requires those things are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and one more quick question. Yeah. What, uh, what time is that bird show on WADT? Uh, it's at 9.30 Eastern time, 9.30 okay. a.m. And it's W A eighty Whiskey Alpha Tango Delta. Okay, thank you. Yep. You're okay. Seventy three. Thank you, Jody. All right. Next one is Dorlin. Dorlin. Dorlin, oh, thank, thank, you. thank you for your patience. Oh, my pleasure, um, Jerry. Oh. Thank you for this great presentation. I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, <laughs> wow. And I really, um, the, the tip about putting labels on your breaker box is something I've never heard and is such an amazing safety tip. So um, thank you. Thank you so much. That's so cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I've got a couple of questions for you about your presentation. Um, uh, the first one is you said in third grade, you graduated to a slate and stylus. Um, what slate did they graduate you to? Was it a four line or a full page? It was a four-line, 28-cell slate. Never used a full-page one. I've seen them, but I've never actually used one. And uh, we used to use lightweight Braille paper. When I was in college, I used a slate in all of my classes, and I used notebook book paper because it was real thin. It didn't make a lot of noise. And 
boy, the Braille didn't hold up very well. I mean, if, <laughs> you know, if you put a bunch of it in a briefcase or something, the Braille would start to rub down. But I was able to uh, to do it well enough with notebook paper till I could get back to my room and and copy it all onto uh, regular Braille paper with a Perkins Brailler. Interesting. That, uh, that's so cool that you were that fast with the uh, the four line slate. I'm sure you were moving that down <laughs> quite often. Um, well, cool. Oh, yeah. So thanks for that question, answering that. And my other question is about your cheat sheets. These braille cheat sheets you make. Um, like, what type of material are you using for those, and uh, where do you keep them? I use regular braille paper. Um, I have to admit, I have a Braille embosser. I'm very fortunate. It makes mm -hmm. it a lot easier when I want to Braille something that's really involved. But I do still have a Perkins Brailler, and I have a Slate and Stylus, although I haven't used it in years. But I use regular standard, uh, what do they call it, 100-pound weight Braille paper or something like that. Oh, really? It's, it's too thick. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just uh, I happen to have a large supply of that on hand, so that's typically mm -hmm. what I use. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Oh, cool. Thank you. And do you okay. keep them by the, the things you need to use them with, or do you have them all in one binder? Oh, um, I'm not very good at keeping things straight. Right now, if I reach over to my right-hand side here, I've got a drawer in my desk that I almost leave open all the time. And in it are all these little spiral-bound sets of papers for different things that I'm involved in. Uh, I'd probably be better off if I all put it all in one big binder, but I use a, I have one of those comb binding machines for binding uh, fairly small documents with the, the plastic spiral stuff. Yeah. And so I use those more than anything. I also use Braille file cards, not so much anymore, but I used to keep a lot of records on three by five file cards and. Oh, I do. Yeah. And I would, um, I filed them so that the Braille was facing away from me and upside down because that's the way your fingers go naturally. So I could reach in and uh, read it uh, without having to pull the card out or anything. I don't know if that seems clear to everybody, but that's just the way your fingers go. Cool. Wow. Thank you so much for answering my questions, Jerry. I appreciate it. Thank you. And then okay, we have we have we have about two minutes to the hour and two raise hands. Two hands. We have a telephone okay. call. Um, telephone yes. caller with the number eight five eight five. Hannah. Yeah. Any nine five four. Hi, it's me. Hi. That's mm -hmm. my cell phone number. First of all, thank you, Jerry, for such a wonderful presentation. I have been thoroughly enjoying this. The only thing is, I got a reminder, yet another reminder, why Braille is so important during this call. For some reason, when I was on my landline, I got kicked out. Uh. So called <laughs> quickly grab the three by five card with the meeting ID and dial uh. back in. So it's called dial with one hand and read the card, the number with the other hand. There you go. That's great. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yes. I have a yes. Question. Go ahead. Oh, just a quick comment. I was going to say I have a full page slate, and I think it's probably one of my favorite slates. I love oh. it. Yes. No messing around with four lines and having to move it down. <laughs> I was never yeah. good at that. Okay. No question, Hannah. Not today. Okay. Jerry answered them all. Thank you for being here. Yeah, and we okay, next. Um, uh, next up is Beth. Yeah, we have Beth and Teresa up next. Yeah. So, okay, please be brief. Brief now. We are running uh, short of time. Okay, me. Yes, I go on overtime when the hour ends. So, uh. <laughs> oh yeah, Jerry, can you go over the hour? No, I actually have other things. I have oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. So me. Beth, um, I well, I have a comment first. You could um, the supplies if they're not usable. I'm sure NFB they 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 do a lot like like you know they they um, sometimes they have to file a lawsuit with the developer. You know they don't make them accessible. And um, yeah, I have another um, okay, question. Like you you said you use um, Braille displays. Yes. 
Okay, uh, thank you. We will take Teresa now. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, Beth, huh? I didn't want to cut you off. I thought you finished. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, do you know how to use the cube rail? Because sometimes, you, you know, um, I have a little problem like with some of the keys and yeah, that's like, not one that I've used. I'm familiar with the hymns U2 and the Braille note and things like that, but right. the Braille I've never used. Okay. Okay, thanks. thanks. Thank you. Quick uh, comment and question, Teresa. Okay, I have yeah. a comment and then a quick yeah. question. Yes. Okay, my quick comment first is, in the early days of the Zoom call, I used to use a lot of index cards to write down the uh the uh, meeting times, you know, I wrote them in central time since that's where I'm at. And then the code ID code, um, usually sometimes I'd write what the call was too, just to keep it straight. I don't do so that as much now, unless it's something that I'm not familiar with. Um, the uh, question I have is a good source for purchasing Braille paper. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Good I'm trying to think where I bought it. There used to be a place called Future Forms that I would buy from, but um, yes, I traded a friend of mine a big box of a thousand sheets of tractor feed Braille paper for for a device that I was getting rid of, and so I haven't bought Braille paper in a long time. <laughs> Sometimes I'll use that card yeah. stock that you can find at Walmart. Yep, because it's thick. Yeah. It's That's, thick like braille paper, but it's only eight and a half by eleven. You know, it's correct. It's and then you can buy APH from Amazon. An APH as well. Amazon, yes. And APH, of course. APH. Yep. APH. American Printing House, Amazon, and American Thermoform. These are the sources you can buy. Amazon seems to have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Amazon seems to have a lot of stuff for the blind now. Lot, lot. Almost everything you want. They're getting more. They're getting more. Yeah, I bought a Seiko Braille watch from Amazon about 10 years ago, and that's been the best watch I've ever owned. Mm -hmm. Wow. Good for you. No talking watches for me. No. Right. (laughs) I I use, but I use only when I'm sleeping. I use a talking watch. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Teresa, and thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, Jerry, for being our guest speaker and making a wonderful presentation. And appreciate our host, Abraham, and our streamer, Herbie, and all of you. Thank you so much.